right, we're rolling. Noah and Ethan back on the Humble Adventures podcast. Hey, how's it going, everybody? You gotta get closer to the mic. You know the rule, fistful. Fistful, bro. You ever done this before? A fistful of what? Just fist length away. That's the that's the uh, good level. Yeah. Yep. Pushing the stuff. We're definitely ready to go. No, we're not, but... By the way, we definitely didn't do a podcast about the honeymoon. Dude, I swear, just looked at your audio files. Like, no, we got well, whatever. We'll do one here. <laughs> no, because I wanted you to interview me and Alyssa. Dude, she's not even here. Well, I know. So we'll do that another time. We'll get her perspective. What the fuck? It's all right. What do you want to kick it off with? Um, dude, I don't know. Hey, cheers. <laughs> Cheers, man. We were just sword fighting Did you and watching work. Pour that in there. Yeah, you want some? Redemption rye. It's okay. I wouldn't recommend it. It needs its own redemption. You want more? Sure. I mean, what was that a good amount? Was that what you were looking for? I don't know. Why? I, I think it was good. All right. It was a pretty haphazard pour. Okay. Whatever. Here, you have the bottle. You. What? I don't know, man. Okay. Well, my interview with uh, Carol was uh, good today. How was your day? We didn't have a podcast about your other podcast. <laughs> no, I just want to let you know. Hey, my day was great, man. That's good. I love I love ROKC and all the people that work there. Yes, you do. Immensely. We do, too. Hashtag sponsored. Just Hashtag. kidding. It's not sponsored. Hashtag just kidding. But I love them, so I will support them. Okay. So, since the last podcast, there's been a pretty good amount of travel, I'd say. What do you think? You say since the last podcast, but in my mind, that was like three weeks ago. It wasn't. Dude, we genuinely did not do a podcast three weeks ago. I feel like we did, though. Yeah, we didn't. If we did, I didn't publish it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You definitely didn't publish it, but like you, you definitely could look and check and see, but you haven't. You okay, just... so since the last, the just pretend we didn't, but we definitely didn't. So anyway, you what? went to Colorado recently. Oh my! How was that? It was great. It was a really wonderful time. You would you? Who'd you go with? Went with Madeline. Our sister, Madeline. Yep, our sister. My yeah. older sister, his younger sister. Um, and we would, did the uh, Sky Pond uh, Trail, Sky Pond Hike. How was that for you? It was super amazing. It was very beautiful. The aspen trees in Colorado right around this time of year. Um, just the, the golden hue of their leaves is phenomenal. Like the hillsides look as if they've been peppered with little bits of like sunshine. Yeah. And uh, hiking up in the cold was really interesting. Like the what wind. What was it? Huh? What was the temp? Uh, the temperature outside was about like 35, 40 degrees. And then the wind chill took off about 20 of that because it was like 27 degree winds or 27 mile an hour winds. Yeah. So we were getting battered by the wind and like we actually arrived at the parking lot that the something gorge trailhead parking lot glacier gorge yeah glacier gorge oh you did it from there 
Yeah, because you guys did it from Bear Lake, and that makes it longer and unnecessary. That makes it longer? Yeah, because you have to hike down and then hike up. Oh. Catch me outside. How about that? That's why we did that, huh? Yeah, so um, we started there, and like the parking lot fills up really early. So we got there at like 6, but it was really cold, and we were not prepared for it. Like In terms of clothing, we weren't prepared for it. And to be honest, like, and this is really the funny thing is that mentally, like, in my head, I was thinking to myself, like, we could just decide not to do this, like, right now. Like, I was like, this is actually, like, to the point where, you know, conditions are making risks higher unnecessarily. And if we waited a few hours, things would end up okay. And waiting a few hours would also mean that, like, we would potentially not have enough time to do that and then also do the rest of what we wanted to do that day but it was actually madeline who was kind of like let's fucking let's get out there you know let's go hell yeah madeline yeah and we ended up using socks like spare spare pairs of socks to like i had some on my hands for gloves and then she put them in her ears like on her ears because she just like drew her hoodie tight and like had them over her ears and it was hilarious and we started off the hike with super high energy we ate donuts and energy drinks <laughs> for breakfast nice so we were just raring to go and uh we got out there and there are a few other people out there some coming down some headed up which i mean people coming down the mountain at like like seven thirty in the morning like man like they had to get there at four like they, yeah they had been there for a long time so we uh we were, you know, frogging or uh, leapfrogging with another group for a little while, but on the, the way best. up, yeah, on the way up, like mostly, you know, I just talked a lot to sort of like keep us from like the wind. Yeah. I feel like when you're hiking and it's really windy, the wind can be so detrimental to your mental okay. uh, attitude towards the hike because it's just screaming in your ears. Yeah, and yeah. I will say, I don't know if I said anything to you, but. I'm not saying there was an older brother that uh, warned a younger sister that it was going to be fucking cold. I'm just plugging that right now. She, I mean, realistically, I, I actually almost didn't even bring, like, a fleece. Like, I almost had just, like, a t-shirt, or not a t-shirt, like, a long-sleeve, thin long-sleeve hiking shirt and yeah, um, my jacket, like, my windbreaker jacket. So I would have been screwed had she not... The morning before been like you yeah. you you might want to bring your patagonia fleece and so i did so i mean she she uh she had enough we had enough it, it worked out but yeah i i don't think you ever mentioned to me that it was gonna be really really cold because yeah. we looked at the weather and it was like 60 degrees in the afternoon and it did get up to that yeah but just not that high up Right, like when you're when you're hiking up, it's like it's not going to be sixty degrees until like three in the afternoon because it takes so long for everything to warm it's up probably, and then stay warm. Yeah, it probably wouldn't even hit that at Sky Pond. Oh yeah, definitely, especially with the wind. Because yeah. I, I mean, the wind up there where it's more sheer was way worse. Like Sky Pond itself was more protected by the walls, but like the lead up to it, like right around Glass Lake, was just I mean, the wind it, the wind was like. Trying to push you back. Mm-hmm. Some people, while we were up there, were making reference to the possibility of being lifted off the ground, but I'm not sure those people quite understand um, 
how like the physics of like <laughs> a human body versus wind goes <laughs> like i don't know if they think that they're like they have enough like you would need to be wearing like a tarp like you'd need to have a tarp stitch to your whole body and keep your yeah. legs and arms spread apart they would just get knocked down yeah you would get yeah you'd get knocked down and you'd get pushed around but you're not yeah. the wind's not trying to lift you out of the air like lift you into the air and throw you down the mountain like yeah. it's it's it was pretty silly. People it could blow you off a ledge, but right, and that's where you have to be safest. And like, but people were treating it like you know the wind was actively attempting murder. Yeah, and not only that, but I think a lot of other people on the hike were even less prepared than we were, especially for the cold, um, because that like when we got so the the hike up to Sky Pond is beautiful and it it goes through a lot of different terrain. The first part of the hike, you're passing by some of the lower lakes on the mountain, and then you get to a waterfall that still runs in like the colder temperatures uh at least what we were in right now in the fall and that's where a lot of people end up stopping it, to take pictures but like you go through that you pass by that and then you're sort of on switchbacks kind of heading up the, the alberta falls or whatever yeah once you pass the alberta falls you're on switchbacks and you're heading up the mountain and like that's where it gets a little that's where Alyssa and i stop it, it gets kind of hard there the switchbacks like I think, you know, if you go at the right pace on, on switchbacks like that, you can sort of weather them pretty okay. Yeah. It's more or less like once you get done with that and, like, when we were going past um, the lock. Uh, That's when the wind initially just fucks you. Yeah, because, like, you think, you know, you're, you're in tree cover. You have, yeah. like, all these nice, like, shaded areas, and you're walking between tons of coniferous trees or yeah coniferous trees like but instead it's like the wind's just blowing through and like it's like almost making little wind tunnels that push you a little bit harder and so Mm -hmm. it is a lot of variation which can be really annoying with the wind like i think consistency is a good thing when it comes to bad weather conditions and so the volatility of like sometimes it's punching you in the face and then sometimes it's like totally absent you relax when it's absent and then you tense up when it's actively pushing on you and that makes you tired faster because you're just switching back and forth all the time yeah so going through that area like it really beat us up because that's right before you hit the stairs of the trail which i had heard were really really terrible but honestly like i mean there's stairs like stairs suck but if you're someone that's used to, to climbing stairs like there are ways that you can make it better for yourself. And ultimately what makes it more terrible is that you do switchbacks and then you flatten out around the lock and then you hit the stairs. Yeah. Because consistency is lost. Like you, yeah. you, you relax around the lock. Like yeah. I relaxed around the lock. I've only done those stairs one time because all the other times it's been in the winter. Right. So you can, you can just go up. Which the I would probably say blue more than like snow because when you get past the lock in the winter that's when the snow is like fucking knee to waist high yeah and honestly if you if you really want to think about it it's like normal level hiking is great switchbacks are like pretty not so great and some switchbacks can be really awful yeah stairs kind of similar situation i think that switchbacks and stairs can swap places in the lineup in terms of terrible uh terrain mm-hmm. 
but slopes are the worst. Take the cake 100% of the time. There is not a slope in the world above like 30 degrees that is worth hiking. Like you, you hate every moment of it. And when you get to the top, it's, it's so unrewarding. It's so unrewarding. Like it's literally like you can't look down and count, you know, the hundred, the 200 thousand stairs you just climbed. And you can't look at like, you know, the dozen switchbacks you just yeah. pace back and forth on. You literally just see like a hill. You're like, I, I got to the top of a hill <laughs> and I'm really tired. Like I'm yeah. so tired that the next hill looks way worse. Yeah. And, and, like, that's what snowshoeing is. Like, you're on hills the whole time. Are you not a big snowshoe guy? No, I just <laughs> acknowledge that snowshoeing is harder than hiking. And I actually, um, uh, really funny, I was just informed by someone who's traveling to Colorado soon uh, that as opposed to going skiing, they will be renting snowshoes to go on some hikes snowshoeing. And they thought that the snowshoeing was going to be easier than skiing. And I had, I had to let her know uh apologetically that she had actually uh signed up for a much much more difficult time than she first expected because i described to her what modern snowshoes are like and they they are designed to keep you from slipping they are not designed to keep you from having a difficult time walking yeah so you were in the snow yeah so uh we get up to those stairs and like Madeline despises the stairs. I think there's a lot of mentality that goes into climbing stairs because yeah. if you burst through stairs, you can look back on them like I was saying, and and you're like, I did it, and like going downstairs a thousand times better than going upstairs, and it's yeah. not that, and it's not that bad on like your knees if you take it at your own pace. Whereas if you're going down a slope, mm-hmm. the way that your feet fall is really bad on yeah. on the suspension system of your body. So it it like to me was not that bad and we get up to this iced over waterfall that's higher up yeah i was gonna ask if it was icy yeah it was it was icy and like probably 90 percent of the parts of it like you could kind of see where it was wet and hadn't frozen over from yeah whether it had been like morning melt or if it was just like the water was like there on in too thin amounts and it had soaked into the rock enough that it wasn't freezing mm-hmm. but we uh we got up there there were uh, there were actually a lot of people waiting at the bottom of the waterfall that didn't want to go up it but other people had or just um, waiting for people to get down yeah i think there was there were some people who were passively you know just they wanted the wind to die down or they were tired from the stairs but then there were also when we got there there were a group of girls that were coming down mm-hmm. and it was probably you know nine girls about my age like college age girls and they like a lot of them were just like wearing like normal tennis shoes like with you know yoga pants and a sweatshirt and it, it it's way too cold yeah, they don't they have a ton of protection from the wind huh they had to have been miserable right because it's like when you're wearing cotton and then skin tight yoga pants like the wind is cutting into you like crazy yeah so i felt bad from for them from the perspective of like they were probably suffering on, on their way and yeah. They wanted to get down, but it was taking them a really long time because they wanted to be careful. And to their credit, I think that they had a really good attitude about it because they weren't freaking out. They were just, you know, very wary of what could happen. And everybody that was waiting was very patient about it. Yeah. But then, you know, they they were taking long enough that a couple other people joined them on the descent. And after about a dozen people came down, like, we were like, okay, there's a clear path now. Let's send some folks up. And... 
like a few people start to go up and then this other group of girls come down these they were older probably you know late 20s or something and like their mindset was quite 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 bad like for the situation they were essentially expecting themselves to die were they to were they to stop like they wanted everyone who was currently on the waterfall to get the fuck out of the way <laughs> that was their mindset oh so they were like freaking out like yelling at people like yeah, yeah they literally like excuse came, me excuse me yeah they came down the trail um and got to like where you start to sort of uh scramble back down the waterfall and they like literally said like you guys can't come up because there isn't room like you have to like let us come down because otherwise there won't be any place for us to stand it's not that bad no, and what was funny is that one of the people that had just come down with the dozen before yeah. literally says, oh, no, there's there's literally, like, room right there, like, right next to where you guys are. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> they're just, like, not having it. They were not having it. They're like, they were cold. They were scared because I, I'm pretty sure that they had just gotten to the sheer part right around Glass Lake, and, and the wind there was, was pretty rough. I mean, it just immediately. Yeah. Because it, it, it sort of focuses onto that one spot, like, because it rushes down oh, yeah, from... it's all just like a funnel, right? Yeah, the where, where Sky Pond is, it's like a bowl, yeah. and the wind just shoots down, and they were freaking out about it, and they thought, you know, like, if we don't get down now, like, like how long are we going to be up here? You know, they probably saw all the people waiting down there and thought, like, everyone's going to come up, and it's going to take forever. Yeah. But from my perspective, like, I was pretty close to... to to snapping and being like well if you guys don't stop freaking out like you're going to cause trouble like it is not actually the case that you're going to get hurt because a there are a shitload of people here if you fell on this right now the number of people that are there to help you is immense like yeah myself included like as a wilderness first responder like i would stop in what i was doing to assist somebody with a sprained ankle or whatever it is just to keep them calm yeah and it's like the perspective they had was you know nobody else is going to help them they need to make sure that they were looking out for themselves yeah but they waited for the first few people that had gotten on the waterfall to get by and then they started to come down and everything you know ended up being okay but like that was the moment where like madeline sort of had her sort of doubt like mine was in the car before we started but madeline's moment of doubt was like when we're there up at the waterfall and we'd been waiting for probably 10 minutes to, to actually get up to glass lake and then head on to sky pond like we're getting colder because you know we're not doing anything anymore and like any sweat that we had is now cold sweat and the wind is still coming other people are you know kind of moseying around like trying to figure out what they want to do whether they want to go down or come up and like there's just this moment where it's like well like should we keep going and i was like well well, yeah like we got out here like we're right here like like fuck this like fuck all like the people who want to stop because of the wind it's like there's so much there's so many things that could go way worse that could lead to you cutting a hike early yeah and it's like i was worried about our preparedness but it's like we made it here and you know it's it's never going to be worse than it was because starting out is like when it would be the the worst because once we get out of the car and we lose the heat from being in the car like that moment is when it's going to be the worst for temperature yeah we got past that and then for the wind it's like well the wind's supposed to die down by like noon it's almost it's almost 11 o'clock we're going up to sky pond and even though people are telling us it's bad up there it's like they're exaggerating like that's that's when you know that it's it's fine it's always bad up there right like 
and she she like immediately recognized like okay like yeah like let's do it yeah so we got our shit in gear we went up the the waterfall and you know not to toot my own horn but like i was doing it with like trekking poles in one hand so uh you know it's not like it was so perilous that you needed to like strip yourself of all gear and like leave everything people were leaving like all their stuff at the bottom of the waterfall and i was i left my like it's not that bad yeah it really isn't and like i left my trekking poles i'll say in the summer it's not that bad in the winter it sure does suck dick yeah to climb that thing i could imagine because you have to like i bet you have to like use your trekking poles to stab and find where you can put your hands and stuff when i did it in january literally no rock it was all just ice and snow then i had to yeah you got to use your snowshoes to and kind of jam your knees in there and i mean just yeah crawl your way up and then at that point it's whatever like 25 feet to do that or however tall that thing is yeah and i would say basic basic knowledge of like going down you just kind of feel it out yeah slide and stop and slide and stop which is the other thing is that the people coming down being scared it was kind of silly to me because it's like there there's no part of this where you fall off and you die like it's too short for you to like suffer you definitely get beat up but yeah but yeah you get beat up from a lot of stuff like it's like you decided to make the hike like you climbed up like if you fall down like that you you could have expected you know like there was a woman who had climbed up and she knew that it was going to take her take her a long time to get down she waited actually for a bunch of other people to come so they could pick a path for her like she didn't want to feel it out for herself so she let other people do it first yeah and actually when we were coming down like me and a couple other guys like spotted people while they're coming down because like a lot of the parts towards the bottom of it were covered in ice so it was like you know if you're gonna slip and fall there it it's easy for somebody to help you out and keep you from spraining an ankle or from like bruising your fucking face on the rock so that kind of stuff you know help each other out it's very it's it's so many situations are helped just by knowing that the people around you are willing to do something as opposed to just like watch you suffer right yeah like, I don't think anybody is actively hoping that you suffer an incident so they can, like, put it on YouTube or something. Yeah. So, but we got up, um, and it was pretty crazy. The wind was pretty crazy, and, you know, there was questions like, well, what do we do? Like, I didn't even know where the trail was, actually. We just climbed up the rocks to the right. Like, <laughs> No, that's what it is. Okay, see. Yeah, you keep to the, yeah. That was, like, confusing to me. It was, a, like, the trail just kind of dead-ended. Yeah, you go off, and then you're kind of by the ledge, and then you get that big ledge to the left where you can kind of see Glass Lake. Yeah. We keep going along a little bit. I think we used a social trail that cut further into the trail than was normal. Oh. Because um, when we were coming back, we came upon, like, a por- portion of the trail. Like, we had gone – we had come down through an area. And instead of going left and going back up the rocks – we ended up cutting right with the people who were in front of us and there was a path that we yeah. hadn't seen before. Yeah. And uh on the way up there though, like there were a few other people and Malin, you know, like kind of just sort of maintaining trepidation of you know, the wind is strong and we want to be careful. It's like, well, what if something goes wrong? I was like, well, there are people with us cuz like there were like six other people that had come up the waterfall with us and I was like they're in the same boat. <laughs> like, if we're fucked, they're fucked. Like, yeah. you know, if God wants to kill us, he's got to kill these guys, too. <laughs> so we're going to be <laughs> safe. <laughs> so, uh, 
we we got to sky pond and i mean it was magnificent like it's a beautiful beautiful area the water is amazing um we took some pictures up there and like just getting up there after like being in the wind and being in the cold and having that little bit of like you know oh my gosh like there are people that are freaking out about the wind and it's kind of like well it's gonna happen it's very rewarding because you get up there and you just realize that like it's all worth it yeah like i think a lot of times you you have to make yourself sort of understand like that a hike is worth it after how hard it is because it wasn't really ever the case that you were in danger but you know you feel as if like you need to sort of talk yourself up about it like i've been on hikes that just didn't really feel as worth it as they might have been but then you add in elements of danger and it makes you feel like okay it really was worth it yeah and like when i said that just now you know i think back to like when we were in yellowstone uh the first time together Mm -hmm. and we were doing the emerald lake hike yeah like we were talking about how like screwed we would be if a bear came along because we were just like in tall open grass it's yeah. like a bear could come at us at 35 miles an hour and we could run away at like fucking 10 like maybe tops yeah there's no chance we could get behind something or jump over something or hide beneath something we were just going to die mm-hmm. and it's like that that fear was like okay like that's kind of amping us up for this hike yeah but on sky pond you know when we were doing it it's like you don't really need that like it's giving it to you yeah <laughs> it's it's showing yeah. you yeah you don't need to worry about animals that is the thing about Sky Pond, like that Bear Lake area is very popular and like that's a popular hike to do, especially in the summer. Um, I know in the winter, like a lot of people just kind of shit their pants about it. Mm-hmm. You never, I've never seen anybody else up there. Well, a few people, but talking like, yeah, you see five or less people up there in the winter, but even in the summer, it's still one of those hikes that People will do like people can still get it done. What? The bruise on my hand is gone from the sword fight. Oh, that's doing. good. That's good. Um, but it's it's one of those hikes that is actually pretty fucking hard. That people and like you need to be confident in your abilities to like you're in good enough shape to get up there, maneuver that particular spot well enough. And all that good stuff. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people don't think about that whatsoever. Yeah. I, I would imagine that, like, if you were going to choose to do it in the winter and you'd never done it before, it would be so crazy difficult to yeah, even just, like, pick the right path. not even do it. I mean, I yeah. I've done it in the winter several times, and I've gotten probably lost a couple of those for sure. And yeah, it's, it's – I mean – it's a hike that is so rewarding as a result of its difficulty. And then on the way back down, like when you're tired, you have the ability to sort of like, yeah, like it, it's long on the way down too, which is something yeah. that a lot of hikes don't have. Like when you think about like observation point in like Zion, yeah. like because of how like sky pond, the elevation gain is about 1500 feet over five miles. So yeah. it's not that it's like, really really like tall in any specific spot it's actually like a pretty decent you know uh overall elevation gain for how long you're going yeah it's not all like right 
at one time. Yeah. Whereas like observation point, like you're just huffing it down. Like you're just boom, 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 boom. Like you go. Yeah. Like you drop down from like the top you're of like, a canyon to like in the middle of a canyon to at the bottom of a canyon. And it's like, you remember those three spots. Like you don't, yeah. you don't remember yeah. like anything on the way down. Cause you're like, the sun is high in the sky and I am burning alive. Like get yeah. me out of here. Yeah. So on on Sky Pond though, like like Madeline and I were like looking at the signs and like <laughs> at one point there was a sign that was like uh two point two miles and she was like two point two miles left and I was like, Yeah, like what do you like how far do you think we've gone? Like we we went up this, like we saw this like literally yeah. a few hours ago. And then there was like half a mile later there was a one point seven mile sign and she was like, We've only gone half a mile and I was like, It's so funny. Because every other hike you do on the way up, you're saying those things, but on the way down, you don't. You're just like you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get down so fast. Yeah, and it was for her. It was like, when is the parking lot? Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, like, I mean, yeah, I was definitely feeling that towards the end. Like, it's tiring, and also when you get wind burnt, like, you just want to go be in a room and like laying something yeah. soft. Yeah, that's for sure. So I can't decide. I should go get Coke and do one more. I don't really want to drink it straight. No, it's okay. It's fine. You finish that. What if I drink it straight with you? <laughs> Maybe. We can always hit pause if we want to go get another. I mean, how long have we been going? Uh, about 25 minutes. Solid. Well, yeah. I mean, I just close out on the, on the day of Colorado. Yeah. Like, we, we went back to to denver i really 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 hate estes park during the day yeah it's terrible yeah like uh, i i just i i really hope that anybody that lives in estes it's park, so crowded i want i want them to love it like really because like how it's else really famous like mountaineers and photographers live in estes park I hope that they love the fact that they're like constantly clogged with humanity because it's fucking gross. Like their traffic, their traffic is the weekends bumper. Weekends are terrible. Yeah, it's bumper to bumper for miles in every direction. Like yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't like you go and you you like go through this like one avenue and it's really packed. It's like everyone yeah. is trying to get everywhere. Like there's no parking in any goddamn. Like you have to wait for people to leave. Like you have to like just sit and wait. Like, there was literally, like, a line through the parking lots in the town because people who were trying to take shortcuts would then realize their shortcut was blown. So then they'd try to shortcut through a parking lot to a different street to get back to the main street, and then that gets clogged up, and then people will circle back in that same parking lot. So, like, there's just – everyone's trying to get everywhere, and it sucks. Yeah. It took us probably, like, 30 minutes to get out of Estes. But when we did, and we were on the road, it was pretty nice. Uh, you know, I wish I had been driving, not going to lie, Madeline <clears> – <throat> You know, not that you could have done any differently than you did, because like it was bumper to bumper all the way back to Denver for the most part. But like, yeah. we were getting our asses ridden by a couple of people. But the point being, we made it back to Denver, and we just like we we got to our hotel, we got in the room, we showered, went to dinner, had a great dinner at a recommendation we got from uh, somebody from PT's Coffee, um, Marissa from PT's. Thanks, Marissa. And hashtag Casey Coffee Collective. Hashtag Casey Coffee Collective. And like we were thinking that we were like gonna go check out some other stuff that she had recommended, but we were just we were beat. And the dinner was amazing, so we went back to the hotel. We I'm were sure asleep. you're fucking exhausted. Yeah, we were asleep by like eight thirty. <laughs> like, yeah. 
<laughs> it was awesome. For you, not surprising for Madeline or myself if I had been there, but that's surprising for you. Yeah, I do not go to bed like early at all. No, I go to bed at the time on like a weekly basis. Okay, you keep talking. I'm gonna just run and get that Diet Coke. Yeah, solid. Um, I don't know what this is. I'm like, uh, they sent it with my thing. I swore. Toys, toys, toys. Don't know what that is. Toys, toys, toys. I don't know what to talk to you guys about, to be honest. Boom, burn, burn. Burn, burn, burn. Malin and I parked at the uh, like sub level of this hotel, and it was actually like one of the grossest like places of all time. Like, it was a super underfinished, super gross ass. What are you talking? <laughs> like we where we parked, we parked at like in the sub level of the of the Carlton Dude, Arlo in Denver. Solid, good job, Arlo. Good job, bud. It smelled like fecal matter had been spread across the walls. Where? In the sub-level of the Carlton. Like, for some reason, like, that's... What's the Carlton? It's the um, hotel that we stayed at. It's themed for... Denver? Yeah, in Denver. In Denver. Gotcha. In Denver. All right. Joe Rogan style here today. Folks, I didn't get ice. That was a hard miss on my part. I think the wife is headed home. Okay. Well, what do you want me to... Uh... What should I... What should, what should I say talk about first? Oh, you say Alyssa's almost home? Yeah, I mean, that's fine. No rush. I mean... Uh, what should you talk about? Yeah. Dude, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. Cause you... Now you, now you uh, interview me. Hey, what's the most recent trip you've been on, bro? Colorado. You want me to talk about that first? Yeah. I went the weekend right after you. Oh, the first you... big. Was that just like random or? Huh? Was that just random? I mean, or? you guys fucking went and didn't invite me, so. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, it's not like you. No, I wanted invited. to get out. I wanted to get out there, because um, uh, genuinely looking at November and December, I got some work trips, and then obviously, you know, you got the holidays and all that stuff. So. Yeah. Um, I was like, uh, before, because Alyssa and I planned to get out there about February, so if I wanted to get out there and. Getting to the mountains before then, that was about my only uh, <laughs> shot to do that. Hey, what I just mouth at you? I don't know. Um, so yeah, no. Uh, so I wanted to go camping. So Will Connor and I went went camping. I booked two nights in Moraine Park. Um, 
you know, I, I'll just go ahead and state I was pretty prepared. Everyone was, pre- you know, we were warm. Dude, you can shit on your friends. Okay. It's cool. Everybody no, did the last I was definitely going to shit on them, but we'll, we'll just... <laughs> don't worry. I'm getting there. Um, no, so... So, Madeline and Noah were there the weekend before, and then on Thursday was the first, like, heavy snow in Colorado and in, like, Fort Collins and Denver as well. Dude, don't rile him up. I'm not trying to. Here. Sit. Let me see the sword. Sit. Dude, he just just thinks that you're asking him to sit for the sword. Um, So, anyway... My friends and I, we go there, Connor and Will, and we're going to camp, and the uh, we get there, Connor and I get there before Will on Friday, and we didn't really have enough time, so we got camp set up and all that good stuff, and uh, um, I got some pretty sweet sunset shots, check out the Insta forum, but we went to dinner at Rocky Mountain Tavern. In my opinion, the best place in Estes Park. If you want to go somewhere for like just the best mountain vibe, that's the way to go. But anyway, so that the night was pretty fun. Um, it took us like, and I, I genuinely mean fun when I say fun, but you know, it was really cold. And uh, with the wind chill, it was probably like 18 degrees or something. I don't know. Um, it was 24 before wind chill. And our campsite in Moraine Park had, like, no trees. So we were just... We had a great view of the mountains. Wait, what number were you? 242. We were five. You were five? Yeah. Well, when I booked, it was a full night, but obviously with the bad weather, nobody else showed up. So only, like, a quarter of the park was full. Um, You know, it's about bear hibernation time so there was like high bear activity the weeks leading up uh, a lot of uh warnings about that but it's just when it's black bears i'm just not as afraid i think that's fair just yeah. like yeah. um mal and i were scared about bears but the wind was you know tripping us up a lot because at night when the wind's blowing super hard oh yeah you don't you don't know what's like right out there um, but anyway, so because of the wind and like we had no shelter whatsoever, it took a fucking long time to get the fire going. I mean, a long, even with fire starter to like get it going. Wow. We really need just to douse it in lighter fluid. We should have just had that. But wow. yeah, it was rough. So it took us a long time to get that going. But once it got going, it was really warm, but it just kept blowing everywhere. So I'm like... You know, we're just getting doused with flint, little um, embers and things like that the whole time. But it was good. We got a bottle of 10, 10 cup whiskey on the way up and just drank that. Um, through the night, we went to bed at like 11. But uh, I, before I left, I got like a. I, Will and I were in the tent. We were definitely warmer than Connor. Was he in a car? Yeah, he slept in the back of the Tacoma. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So, uh, we, uh, yeah, I mean, like, my sleeping bag was right on the threshold of the temperature. Like, it's good in 19 degrees. 
And then I put the liner in there, and I was able to sleep in, like, T-shirt, long johns, no socks. Life was good. The shitty part was, one, the wind would get so violent it would wake you up from time to time. And then, two, so I got up to pee. And the moon was very bright, so you could see, like, the outline of everything, right? Mm-hmm. And when I got out, I wore glasses. So in front of me, three dark figures. Like, in the bushes right in front of our tent, 10, 15 feet away. Um, so that I'm looking out, and I'm like, well... There's something here, but I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the it ended up being three mule deer. They pop their heads up, and you can fucking see their long ears. And one there was one male with his antlers off to the left. But I was just like, oh, thank God. But then I was already shaken enough that I couldn't pee right then and there. So, But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I was so afraid I couldn't go. It, um, happens. it happens to the best of us, man. Yeah, after that. But, you know, it was, it was a good night. We woke up at uh, 6. First thing Connor says when he gets out of his truck, that was fucking terrible. So then him and Will Dude, just it's start like their... friend Connor's a huge pussy or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then him and Will just, like, start their campaign to not camp two nights in a row. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I going to do? Because in my limited time in Colorado, like, they would have camped if I would have bitched about it. Right, but you're but, a guy. Yeah, but I'm not a dick. Yeah, it's a curse. Yeah, it is a curse. But, um, yeah, the, it, I thought about being that way about it, but I was not. Because, I mean, in truthfulness, the whole point of being out there is to hang out with them and hike anyway so it's um but i will say i mean i think like camping in those shitty conditions is good for you oh yeah if you live in a nice suburban home all the time that was a great refresher on life oh yeah um Contrast. but that's why i wanted to do it like people are like you know you gotta get out of your comfort zone and suffer every now and then and that would be a scenario in which you would do that Mm-hmm. And I mean, we did so, but uh, yeah. So we got up, we uh, made coffee, the standard jet boil, Alpine Start Foods hashtag Alpine Start Foods. Um, ambassador sitting right here. Uh, so we did that, made some coffee. I'm the ambassador. No, I'm the ambassador. <laughs> no, I'm the ambassador. Okay, I mean, we both could be. It's not that hard. You <laughs> just like. <laughs> Hashtag Alpine Start. Hashtag Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> so you got out there. <coughs> yeah, so. Then we get ready to go. Smoke some weed. <laughs> no, I mean, I did, yeah, the night uh, before, yeah. I forgot to mention it. Oh, yeah. at the campground? Yeah, at the campground, yeah. Oh, should I say mine too? No, it's fine. We'll, oh. we'll talk about the marijuana later. I don't really know if we should talk about that. I mean, I got people I work with that listen to this, so. It's not illegal there. It's not illegal there. But anyway. And it's almost decri- it's pretty decriminalized here. <laughs> yeah. Um 
So, yeah, the the plan was I wanted to do, well, we all wanted to do Black Lake, but um, it wasn't looking like we were going to have enough time to get that done. So we got to the same Glacier Gorge. We did the same trail you did for a while, mm-hmm. but instead of the lock, we just went off left to Mills. Yeah. So we did Mills. We went a little bit past it. I think it's Jewel Lake that sits between Black Lake and uh, Mills. It's like, like really small. J E W E L Lake. Uh, I don't know. Better not be J U U L Lake. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. I don't the, remember. The FDA doesn't approve. But anyway, so okay, you know how I am. Like typically when I hike, uh, you know, I've had a transformational year. So this was my first time in Colorado as I've uh, kind of um, calmed down in some of the ways in which I operate in life about being like in terms of productivity and intensity of things. You went from hyperspeed to optimal speed. Yeah. So, um, you know, on this hike, you know, I'm really like looking at every little detail right i'm like fuck i'm so lucky to be alive you know i'm really genuinely having these moments the entire hike but we're we're like 10 15 yards into the hike and i'm having that moment you know that first part you go through all those aspens there Mm -hmm. and i'm just like oh and there's a wood bridge it's icy as shit and i just fall (laughs) and just bust up my right side because I had my camera, hashtag Sony, in my right hand. And anytime I fall with my camera, it's always the priority of like... Keep the camera safe. Keep the camera high. Not going to drop it. So I sacrificed the rest of my body, which hurt. And it's like we're barely into the thing. So I just look like a noob on the start of the trail. But anyway, we continue on the rest of the way, and you know we're having a great time, great conversation. Uh, pass Alberta Falls, then you go a few more miles, make your way up to Mills. It's like three miles. It's like six mile round trip or whatever. You get up there. The wind's not as bad at Mills as it is at the lock, which I don't know why that is, because the trees really aren't that different, but. I also think that Mills is like a smaller lake in general. Have you, You've never done Mills, have you? No. But, I mean, a lot of shit affects the wind. So yeah, it's, I, it's hard I'm to not say. sure, but I've never... I've done both the same amount of times. And, I, like, you can hang out... I, I always feel like I can hang out at Mills for all day. Mm-hmm. But I never think, yeah, I'm going to chill at the lock for a while. Like, I'm always just <laughs> like... <laughs> it's just... Windy as fuck. Would I've only been once, but would one hundred percent agree. Yeah, <laughs> like there was literally zero point on that at which I was like, okay, I want to yeah. stop and and enjoy this beautiful view. Like no. it's like this view's great, but the wind's crazy. Fuck yeah, it, let's go. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. So and I have like by myself hung out at Mills. Tip at the very end of the lake. There's this giant ass boulder great spot if you can climb up there mm-hmm. to uh get up there and chill can you enjoy a little sun yeah i mean i think so it's right off the trail but also when i climbed up there it had just snowed so there wasn't like really a trail for me to follow 
Um, it was like towards the end of winter when I did that. But anyway, so we hiked along there for a little while. Um, then we were kind of running low on time. So we had brought up Connor and I the morning before. He had a meeting at Odell Brewery in Fort Collins. Best beer out there. And my favorite beer. And uh, he told he was meeting with guys that work there, and he told them those my favorite beer. They know it's his favorite beer. So they gave us a couple test beers, which was awesome. And then uh, ruining our sober October because we're not going <laughs> to. Yeah, that was dumb. But anyway. Not worth mentioning. <laughs> no, not worth mentioning. Well, for those who are aware, if they listen to this, worth mentioning for the inside. Did you already talk about it once before or something? No, I have not. But anyway, yeah, no context. But then he gave us a variety 12-pack with a couple IPAs. So we took a couple of the IPAs up on the hike. One exploded in Connor's bag on the way up there. Like, somehow it got, like, a tiny little pinhole thing. <laughs> so his back just smelled like beer. That is awesome. Yeah. So we had we all had to share the couple beers that we had. Fun story that happened to me once with a bottle of uh, Jim Beam. Oh, no. I poured an entire, like, bottle of Diet Coke into it. And uh, if you didn't know, those bottles were apparently very fragile because mm. the pressure <laughs> that was added to it from the carbonation in the Diet Coke made it explode was it a plastic one no it was real glass oh fuck it ruined um quite a lot of notebooks that i had that sucks (laughs) all right (laughs) write that down yeah (laughs) um but yeah so we had that and we got done and you know mills it's a it's hard but it's not sky pond hard so we you know um but we got down and then we picked up uh Alyssa, Connor's wife, great friend of Will and I. And then we went to, like, the southwest side of the park and did Ozil Falls. And uh, that's, like, a five-mile round-trip hike. That was also a great time. Um, We saw two young bull moose on the hike. Alyssa and I, like, freaked the fuck out. Because people, if you don't know, moose are the most dangerous fucking animal in North America. Mm-hmm. Like, take on a mountain lion one-on-one any day over a fucking moose. For sure. You would do zero to a moose. There's, You'd do zero. There's nothing you can do. Throw a punch in a moose and it will give zero shits. If you were Mike Tyson and you punched a moose in the face, zero shits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because Noah, when we were in Denali, and that park ranger just gives us, yeah, so this woman, like, tried to, like, you know, go take a picture with a moose, and this is a female moose, or the female moose stomped this woman to death, just like, literally, just they like a slow, painful, nothing you can do. So anyway, that's what crosses my <laughs> mind when I see these two fucking bull moose. This tragic. Because they were they were about twenty yards away, right? So Alyssa starts freaking out, and then I thought she had seen a bear. Like, that's what I thought at Mm -hmm. first. Oh, she saw it first. Yeah, she saw it first. So she was, like, starting to walk back. And then, like, I, like, start to, like, I I just spread my arms out. Like, that was, like, my immediate reaction. And then I'm, like, looking around. But then I see it was the moose. 
Um, and then you're like, I'm, I'm big. Me. And then you were like, no, I'm actually small. No, I'm like, very small. I was like thinking bear thing. I'm like, okay, get in front of her. And then, okay. And then look big. And then I see the moose and it's like, okay, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> so then, but the moose were walking back towards where the car was. That's when you threw all your edibles at it. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> which is like the direction we were thinking we would go first. But then it was like, okay, we'll actually just continue on with the hike and mm-hmm. get away. But this was the part that was like the most concerning is everyone we told as we go went by, they just like grab their phones and they're just like, oh my God, there's a moose. <laughs> there's a moose up there. Do it for the gram, bro. Yeah. Do it for the gram. So then they're, you know, then like a light jog up to oh, where the moose are. And it's like, oh my God, someone's going to fucking die. Someone got, the week before you went, a woman got trampled by an elk. And that's like a quarter of the size of a fucking moose. Yeah, like, <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. That's like getting killed by, a, by like, a featherweight fighter and then running into, like, Andre the Giant and yeah. thinking, like, oh, it's even better. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, anyway. Slight. I really can't taste it. Really took a hit to that redemption, right? Um. So, uh, yeah. I mean, so that was that was like alarming. So I go to everybody. I'm like, because I this trip, I was like, normally Noah can attest to this. You would have been proud of me. I have a thing about trying to be to the front of the pack. Yeah, yeah. I just. I had my camera, I took photos, I was in the back, and I got left behind more than once, like a lot, and I was fine with it. I just kept going. Yeah, dude, it was yeah. cool. That's um, awesome. So that that was, that was nice. Um, That's beautiful. But, but we were doing that, but after we saw the moose and we had told four people, I was just like, can we just tell one fucking person and then be like, oh, thank you, I'm going to be cautious as I approach 4,000 pounds of me, not only one fucking moose, but yeah. one moose then freaks out the other moose, and then just... I don't know what sound moose make, but, like, it's the sound of death. Yeah, it'd be, like, slowly having a car roll over you. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, imagine a semi that was, like, taking its time. I mean, I don't know how, more gr- how much more gruesome we can be about moose taking you out. Yeah. At least a predator is probably going to go for like a kill shot pretty quickly. Right. Like they want you dead so they can eat you, but a moose doesn't want to eat you. It just wants to fucking maul you. Yeah. It just like wants you to suffer. Yeah. For even thinking that <laughs> you could be in its presence. It's like, I am a grand beast. Yeah. And you are nothing. Yeah. It's a, yeah. But anyway, so we make our, the, the falls was pretty cool. And on the way up, you know, you see, it was kind of similar to Alberta Falls, you know, a couple spots where the water is running through and you see a lot of rocks and it's um, very pretty and all those things. So I kept taking pictures of like the aspen leaves in the snow because that's like, it was a very cool shot of like fall going into winter mm-hmm. and then also the bright gold on the white snow. So greatly enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, I think I got some of my best photos yet of Rocky Mountain National Park on this trip. 
Awesome, man. I mean, just like the timing, we were out there. The lighting was great. Oh, okay, she is. Yeah, you know, gotta keep recording. Keep going. Um, but yeah, so um, we did that hike, and then we made our way back to Fort Collins, and went out that night. Had a good dinner. Yeah, it's a great time. It's dope, man. Exactly what I needed. Yeah. We'll need a good in February when I go out there. Hey, I'll probably go out out there with you in February. I yeah. just I'm probably gonna be going out there a couple of times. I'll probably go out there once in November. Oh yeah, because you're getting in, an epic pass. Yeah, I mean I already have it. I'm just waiting for it in the mail. But the deal's already done. Otherwise, I'd promote it. But yeah, it's like sixty five percent off before the season starts, and then once the season starts, it's yeah, because those are pretty expensive. Yeah, but I mean I got the limited one, so it's not I I can't go snowboarding during Christmas. I can't even go snowboarding. Valentine's Day counts. It's, it's actually like a, a yeah. holiday. Like I guess. Yeah, well, should, should it makes ta- sense. But what should, should we, we talk about the honeymoon at all? Uh, you know what? Let's save the honeymoon for another time because you know Alyssa should be here. Okay, I mean she is upstairs, but I mean you want me to get her or something? No, no, no. It it's all good. Um, just so everyone has an update. You are going to start the Appalachian Trail. Are you going to do April or May? Uh, I'm going to do April. What are you thinking? April? Yeah, because if, if, if I do April, I'll, I'll get back um, probably like, I mean, at the August, like, September? Like, I, really, I mean, September is like like plenty of time. Like I could even get back like June. I oh, mean, wow. July. Sorry, July. July, yeah. Yeah, but I, like realistically like i mean a friend of mine is thinking about coming out and doing a lot of it with me so there's who's that tanner tanner's thinking about doing a lot of it with me because he's going to be graduated and like, yeah i know that like logan and his dad were thinking about doing some of it with me and closer back to the mic logan and his dad were thinking about doing some of it with me and i think that they are they're still like definitely interested and it'd be yeah. more now just about have you seen logan in a year yeah i i, I saw him um like less than six months ago. Like I, I graduated like less than six months ago. Oh yeah, that's fair. The fucking. It's, it's been a long time. Yeah. It feels like it's been a long time. I know it's been crazy. It, it, it's why I, like it, like I feel like I've had to accomplish a bunch of stuff because it feels like like time has been moving so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like I'm 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 gonna see Logan in nine days. I fly to Ohio in nine days to see them for uh, Ryan Bingham concert. And then, dude, I love Ryan Bingham. Hey, he's really good, man. The Wolves. But yeah, so we'll see, or I'll see him then, and I'll probably bring up like the potential times when when he can come out, and uh, hopefully him and his dad can come out. But for the most part, like I think that the Appalachian Trail, like I don't really, I don't really care who does it with me in terms of like if they want to do it with me they can um but like this most recent like last year's attempt was just fraught with terrible errors and i think coming yeah. like this the second attempt is going to be quite improved so good but yeah i'm i'm not trying to start like april 1st when everybody else starts like even if i start april 4th like there there would literally be hundreds less people trying to start on april 4th than any of the other three days right but uh you know that's just sort of how it goes, and it's it's bad for the environment to have everybody like all those people starting at the same time. Yeah. So it puts a lot of strain. Dude, side on note, the water that was sources. what we talked about. I, what's your opinion on this? Speaking of the environment, um, 
well in my podcast with Carol because obviously it was pretty centered around climbing. Yeah. Um. All the uh, so like 2018 was like the year of mountain films and climbing films, right? Sure. Like there were just a shit ton. Like there were some really good ones. They got not a lot of love because there were other really good ones like Free yeah. Solo and the Don Wall. Right. Um. But anyway. So the popularity of climbing obviously rise quite a bit. Like what what is your opinion on that scale of immediate environmental impact? And this is completely anecdotal. Like do you think there was a lot of environmental impact or do you think a lot of people made their way into gyms? Um, I'll say it cuts both ways. I mean, I, I think yeah. that more people made their way into the gyms just on as, as yeah. a general belief. Like there, more people are willing to try something. Just accessibility than, wise. Yeah. Yeah. From the accessibility standpoint. But I do think, um, in general, from what I've talked to other people about, you know, climbers are as much environmentalists as, as any other outdoors people, but yeah, there, there are people who get out there and don't know. Well, no, it's not even that. I think, I think there's a willingness in the community to to abandon environmental concerns for the sake of preserving climbing possibility. Like, the potential for you to use a route is not going to be deterred by damage to the environment. And and I'm only saying this because I've actually talked to someone who studied, like, the impacts of climbing on certain aspects of, like, the ecosystem. Yeah. Like, specifically, like, moss and, and lichens. And, oh yeah, yeah. You've talked to me about this. Before. Yeah, and and the perspective of that person was like, I don't, I don't give a fuck if I'm killing those things. Like, I want to climb that route. Yeah. And to me, I think that's not. I don't think that's unique to that person. I think that's a general. Yeah. I, I would be willing to say that that most people who climb are are willing to say, you know, those things are forsakeable. We can get rid of them. And yeah. and that that to me is. Uh, you know, you can expand that. And it's not to say that they don't care. It's just to say that there there's a difference between the idea that, you know, nature in its current form is absolutely perfect and needs to be preserved the, the way that it is. And then yeah. nature needs to be conserved in essence that it does what it's supposed to from a utility perspective, but also allows us to use it in a recreational sense. Yeah. And I think climbers... Agreed. As a, as a yeah, as a matter of who they are, need it to be recreational. Yeah. Because realistically, I would say all all climbing outdoors is damaging. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, it was funny though. I listened to a podcast with um, Yvonne Schon- Yvonne Schonard. Uh, you know. I thought it was Schonard. No, it's always his first name I fuck up, but it's definitely Schonard. Yvonne Schonard. Yeah. Um. Of course, I could be wrong. But anyway, um, but in there, I told you the whole like chalk thing. Like he's like, don't use chalk or you're a pussy kind of thing. But that'd be like the most minimally. But his overall point to that was uh, like, a, you know, minimize the tools that you use while climbing walls. Because one environmental impact, but also, again, the challenge piece of that. Yeah, and I and I'm with him. You know, like the chalk, it seems obvious. Like you're you're reducing yeah. the amount of surface area that a lot of foliage uh, is is exposed yeah. is being exposed to the sun. But yeah, you know, I don't think calling people pussies is is going to no. <laughs> do a lot for your message. No, 
I think you're gonna you know, you're gonna get some people on your side, but you're also gonna get some people who are like, well, fuck you, you're obviously a misogynist or some bullshit, whatever yeah. it is. So who knows? Yeah, I would I would just venture to guess that most people who climb outside that use chalk, they need chalk, and chalk's also very useful for more things than just protecting your hands. It's also how a lot of people mark um, holds on a on a like a boulder route. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, like what looks like just rock to you. Like, until you feel it out with your hands, you don't know is actually where you're supposed to put your hands. Yeah. Those are always good enough. He's right here, Brian. Hmm. But, uh, but ultimately, you know, climbing as a, as a way of recreating in the outdoors is damaging. It is an inherently damaging thing to do. Yeah. And, and, and that is, I mean, that's true of a lot of stuff. Like, hiking we don't think of as being damaging, but that's because... It's definitely damaging. Right. Like, we had to trailblaze in order to make those trails for you to hike on. Like, yeah. that's underbrush, undergrowth that has been destroyed for the sake of you being able to walk, which you would have destroyed anyway, which is why social trails are frowned upon from an ecological standpoint. And beyond that, I mean, like, you can't think about human impact as being anything but damaging when it's recreational because, yeah, realistically, our our impact on the ecosystem should only be necessary you know if you're a purist if that's your perspective is that yeah we should only do what we need to do it's like well we don't we don't need to hike that's that's actually a pretty silly thing to think like it's you know for us as people who live in a civilization like we live in a city and we need to get out of a city it's a necessity from the perspective of happiness but yeah nature doesn't give a shit about our happiness and you shouldn't think that it does <laughs> like Think yeah. about the number of animals in the world and ask yourself the question, how many of them are happy? And just go fuck yourself because none of them are happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, go look Except at a, our pampered dogs. Well, right. Like our pets. Are, are, yeah. And they're not in nature. The moose that stomps you to death. It's not happy. It's why it's stomping you to death is because it fucking hates you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it hates most things that it comes across. Yeah. Like, trees don't probably even have a conception of happiness like like you're you can't you i if you if you want to say you know the birds are happy because they're singing they're trying to fuck each other like that's why they're singing yeah. they want to fuck every they're other bird <laughs> yeah yeah like they don't care they're not trying to make beautiful noises for other things to hear they're trying to get each other to yeah <laughs> like yeah they, and and the same thing goes for most other like beautiful stuff you see like when when the leaves change they're not changing so that you can gawk at their the beautiful colors they're changing because they need to maintain a certain level of energy from the yeah. sun like it's it's all for a reason that it has nothing to do with happiness or beauty there it's totally unrelated to those things and anyone that, whose perspective stems from from the idea that it is about those things needs to get a clue <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's my that's my two cents on the on the matter yeah i would also just say like pushing for a balance when it comes to that i mean just understanding the trails exist and that's all good but um use the trails that are there do not go make new ones yeah it's not like they plan the trails to be like perfectly ecological but if you yeah. if you think like oh well you know it'll be better for me to go this way it's most likely not like for for the most part like they're they're really they are sufficient for your needs and you yeah. can you can fuck right off if you're cutting through switchbacks like literally like go like go to your yeah, car go fuck yourself take your pants off 
Get out of here. All right, we don't need to get that. But yeah, do it. Yeah. It's, stick, huh? Stay, stay, stay to what people made yeah. for you. They yeah. worked hard. You, you don't need to be that guy that saves the five seconds on your fucking trail run. Okay. Yeah. Nobody cares about your trail run. Like literally, nobody. Like, give it ten years, and once again, I'll say nobody cares about your trail run. I won't yeah. be like, I take it back. That trail run was really important. I, I apologize, random guy that worked his whole life on this one thing. Yeah. It's like. It's true. So true. Yeah. And it's like, if you're climbing walls, just do establish routes. Yeah, 100%. And if you're you're somebody that's looking to, you know, establish new routes, like, be conscious of that. I think the most will be because the people that look to establish new routes that are more difficult than anything people have seen currently are, you know, they're at the upper echelon. And I think that at this point, that community is being looked at more than it ever has been before. And so they have to be aware. Otherwise they'll get backlash. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's how it's supposed to be. You know, it's the back and forth that we play in this community. Yeah. So that, that kind of awareness is important. And honestly, you know, like gyms have a lot of catching up to do, which is a great thing. Like gyms can't set routes that are as hard as the hardest routes in the world, because that's just not where the climbers in the gym are at. Yeah. And if people get there, great. That's awesome. But it doesn't mean that we need to look outdoors to make harder routes. It it could be the case that we might, you know, artificially manufacture routes that are beyond what we climb outdoors and are also realistic enough that people can climb them. And one day, you know, that 515C out there that nobody nobody's able to send becomes sendable by a pretty good portion of people that climb in gyms. And even if that's far off, like, we shouldn't rail against the fact that the outdoors does not usurp the indoors anymore. We should accept the fact that it's better for the world that we do what we do inside. Yeah. Build a climbing gym and a skyscraper. See what happens. Like, that'd be nuts, right? That would be fucking nuts. I, I don't know Al- why the audio Alex, is Alex Honnold so dies much. free soloing inside. <laughs> <laughs> That'd that be would be insane shit. dude oh my god think how mad he'd be on the way down oh my gosh yeah in that brief like three seconds yeah he'd be like it You're was like, this bullshit me. this is fucking <laughs> just oh. the fucking worst i thought exactly I, I thought i had it all figured out like i was the guy all yeah, right wait. dude you ready to wrap this up i'm ready when you are bro all right well, we'll do another one where no interviews me and Alyssa about our wonderful uh, honeymoon. Um, but yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And, uh, you know, I loved loved you having me. As always. All right. <laughs> I think my Stay. liver's failing. <laughs> Your liver? Yeah, I was kidding. Why? No, my, I think I, I think yeah, I have that much whiskey or poop. You need a poop? I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, hashtag humble the adventures. All right. Humble the adventures. Goodbye. Goodbye.